everybody to the leftist film analysis podcast uh this is the fifth episode and we will be talking about ready player one today super excited i uh, personally really enjoyed this film and i think there's a lot to unpack here um of course we are your hosts i'm mike i'm mitchell and uh, we're ready to jump in before we get too far into the episode, I just wanted to take a moment to uh, shout out one of our Twitter followers, at uh, Paul Billman, uh, Hot Saws. He, he gave us a, a theory on, on uh, our Get Out episode. Uh, we asked uh, what <clears throat> maybe the, uh, the deer, the reoccurring deer, could represent in the movie. And uh, his, his theory on it was... Uh, he thought the deer represented his uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character's mother uh, dying in a hit and run, and when he kills dude with the deer head, it represents him conquering his guilt. Um, thought that was a really fucking solid theory. Um, wanted to, to shout him out and, and uh, give him props for that. And uh, if you got any other theories on on any of our other films, uh, hit us up at, at Film Leftist on Twitter. Yeah, for sure. I think that is a good theory and. Uh I didn't think about that at all, but uh, but as soon as I read that tweet, I was like, "That makes a lot of sense." Yeah, so. yeah, real, real insightful, and and uh, we're just super into any interactions we can we can get out of our fan base. For sure. Thanks for engaging. Thanks for sending that out. Um, back to Ready Player One. Um, it was directed uh, by Steven Spielberg. Uh, it was released in 2018, uh, just uh, very recently. Um, it was written by Zach Penn, Ernest Cline, uh, and based on the novel by Ernest Cline. Um, it's starring Ty Sheridan as Parzival and uh, Wade, uh, Olivia Cook as Artemis and Samantha, Ben Mendelsohn as uh, Sorrento, and uh, Lena Waithe, I believe, as Helen. And the plot, according to Warner Brothers, uh, is in the year 2045, the real world is a harsh place. The only time Wade Watts, played by Ty Sheridan, truly feels alive is when he escapes to the Oasis, an immersive virtual universe where most of humanity spends their days. In the Oasis, you can go anywhere, do anything, be anyone. The only limits are your own imagination. The Oasis was created by the brilliant and eccentric James Halliday, played by Mark Rylance, uh, who left his immense fortune and total control of the Oasis to the winner of the three-part contest he designed to find a worthy heir. When Wade conquers the first challenge of the reality-bending treasure hunt, he and his friends, a.k.a. the High Five, are hurled into a fantastical universe of discovery and danger to save the Oasis. Uh, as far as some themes that we're going to explore today uh, that we found particularly interesting in the film, one uh, immediately jumps out just from that that uh, synopsis there of the plot. Um, you know, it's it's even though James Halliday is kind of supposed to be, um, I guess, a good guy. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I I got kind of revered in a way. Yeah. Um, Idolized hate, to an extent. Right. Uh, especially by Wade Watts. Mm-hmm. Um, for giving everybody this kind of escape. Um, it's still the, the, the hoops that one must jump through to uh, to quote that that synopsis there uh, to find a quote worthy heir um, unquote uh, it's still a lot like uh, to me a lot like you know reinforcing the belief in uh, if you jump through the right hoops and enough of them and you just work hard enough you'll and if you're worthy you'll uh, you know capitalism will um, will be the Solution right. to all your yeah, problems. Yeah, the old you know. pull yourself up by the bootstraps right. bullshit. Uh, like you said, work hard enough, and and you just put a little belief in yourself. Uh-huh. You can get anywhere in the world. Um, I always go back to 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 the fucking <laughs> Rock uh, from from wrestling. He, him having seven dollars in his pocket or whatever, mm-hmm. sleeping in a dumpster and. Uh, he always regurgitates that that fucking story, and, and well, it's just about like the self-made man, you know, right? right? And, and it's it's it just irritates me every fucking time because like, regardless of whether or not he had that seven dollars in his pocket or or was sleeping in a garbage can, his his father was still friends with Vince McMahon, and right. he could ultimately. Probably have a job in WWE at any time he wanted. Yeah, well, got him a tryout. But uh, right. so uh, that that's one of the themes I think we should kind of unpack is just that it still reinforces that uh, that that kind of working hard and and believing in yourself and and that kind of great man thing, right? Great yeah. man theory, individualist, you know, kind of thing. Um, you can you can unlock the keys, you know. Using these these keys in the game or whatever you can, you can kind of um, like the keys to the kingdom, you know. Of, right. Of, of if you just work hard enough in this game, it's still kind of a capitalist kind of uh, situation. But uh, that's definitely something I think we should talk about. Um, there's a lot of socioeconomic uh, issues there because uh, you know there's obviously a lot of poverty. They live in what is called the stacks. Um, Wade Watson, his his family lives with his aunt because his parents did not survive. Um, some of the things that were that were happening environmentally and economically in in this um, kind of uh, dystopian view of the United States uh, in 2045. Um, that's something that we we can talk about. Some environmental issues, yeah. Also because of that, uh, ecological issues, um, just escapism in general, you know reality and, and, and maybe kind of a little bit of idealism and versus materialism kind of discussion there um, and uh, some military slash uh, police force mm-hmm. um, the corporation um, which I guess we'll cover in the in the capitalist portion there's a lot of that um, but the uh, the kind of maniacal, Corporation uh, is the antagonist, and, and uh, they're called IOI, and uh, I, I believe it's Innovative Online Industries or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and they have like their own police force or or, yeah. or you know group of military operatives 
Um, and so that's that's alarming, but it's uh, it's certainly interesting and and uh, and a little bit about we're going to talk a little bit about I, can, I think like uh, maybe surveillance and a surveillance state and right. stuff like that because this corporation also they have drones that can follow people around and, and uh, you know with no real protection of privacy and they can find people and do them harm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just an overview. But there's a there's a ton to unpack here. So yeah, it, it, it definitely seemed like a, a corporate fascism. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is it's we're going to talk a little bit, I guess, too, about the 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 government system that this is becoming because I guess it's a, a some sort of degradation of the like a, a like I said a kind of a dystopian United States, but it's really not. That far in the future, no, um, and and that's both literally and figuratively, like the year twenty forty five, and the idea that's that like a huge corporation could uh, end up kind of speeding up uh, the United States toward becoming uh, like uh, almost like a anarcho capitalist kind of just you know rampant capitalism, and the the, the biggest power in the uh, in the country is one corporation um, and not the people and not a government representative of the people or democratically elected by the people or run by the people in any sense um, it is very much um, kind of a, a dictatorship of, of, of a corporation um, so that's that's super yeah, scary it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the uh, it's the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie um, on, on fucking steroids. <laughs> yeah, I mean they're. Uh, yeah, there's. Because I, I I guess technically we're we're already in a dictatorship of the bourgeoisie, um, and then if if should we ever reach a, an anarcho-capitalist um, society, God help us. Well, we're just going the wrong way right now. So you know, it's like we're kind of we've got. Uh, for president, we've got a, a, a person who represents, you know, all that is excessive and, you know, corporate and greedy, all of those things about our country. And uh, and so it's, it's not a huge leap to think that we may be headed in that direction. Right. Which is, um, it's worrisome. Yeah, it certainly is. Um I believe I'm not sure uh, what I referred to as the company's name IOI, but it is Innovative Online Industries. Is that what I said? I believe it is. All right. Um, so, anyways, those are just uh, a few of the things that we're going to tackle, along with like government regulation rollback um, and. You know, a few other things, commodification of the this place uh, that they're escaping to called the Oasis. Um, and, uh, yeah, there's, there's plenty to talk about. So, um, But we're going to start with a couple of quotes, I believe, um, that just feel somewhat uh, pertinent here. Uh, we always like to, to start off with, uh, or try to start off with some words from... Uh, from great leftists um, that that feel uh, pertinent and, and, uh, and in some sense, and there's a character 
uh, Sorrento in this, who's just the, like the the head of this. He's the megalomaniacal kind of you know power hungry head of yep. this corporation IOI, and and he's trying to take over the Oasis before Wade Watts can uh, and his friends can because he wants to um, commodify it and privatize it and. Um, and he's just a greedy bastard. And uh, so I'd, li- I'd like to start off with a quote from, uh, from uh, Ingalls, uh, from The Origin of uh, the Family, Private Property, and the State, which is a great work. Um, quote, Naked greed has been the moving spirit of civilization from the first day of its existence to the present time. Wealth, more wealth, and wealth again. Wealth not of society, but of this shabby individual was its sole and determining aim. Quote. And see that 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 just uh, you could take that a lot of different directions, um, but I think it, it certainly is uh, um, pertinent to uh, the way that this Sorrento character uh, wants to kind of capitalize on and and, and, and uh, I guess fully privatize and commodify the resource that is the oasis right which is every capitalist's dream right so that's the that's the end goal there um another great quote uh is by uh and this is a little bit less political but uh really really relates to the film and and uh has a lot to do with the uh a lot of the aspects of it it's by uh uh, author neil gaiman or gaiman um quote People talk about escapism as if it's a bad thing. Once you've escaped, once you come back, the world is not the same as when you left it. You come back to it with skills, weapons, knowledge you didn't have before. Then you are better equipped to deal with your current reality. End quote. And that's super interesting because it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of escapism in this film. It doesn't necessarily paint it as good or bad all the time. Um... You know, there's not a, a, a clear line, it doesn't seem, uh, where they're trying to define escapism as something that's uh, uh, inherent to the um, antagonist or protagonist or, or more negative uh, versus positive aspects of the film. And so I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think overall the film was... was uh, the film itself wasn't biased, on, on whether escapism was good, but it, it certainly um, molded the, 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 the idea that the people within, um, especially within the stacks, was, was uh, viewed it as, as good and, and the only thing that they had to, to really enjoy their lives with. Right. So with that said, let's go ahead and, and start there uh, with the stacks, with some of the like socioeconomic kind of things. Um, that are apparent in the film. Okay. Um, the Wade Watts uh, and his uh, aunt, and I guess her kind of current boyfriend, who doesn't seem to be the greatest guy, uh, all uh, live with a bunch of other people in a community that is uh, referred to as the Stacks in the film. And, and uh, I guess that's kind of like the... the uh, I think at one point it's referred to as a ghetto. Right, um, yeah. And so... Just a whole bunch of shitty trailers, just... I, I guess they were trailers, in, yeah. Just yeah, stacked yeah. on... Stacked one. on one another. 
which uh, of course I guess is why they named it that. But um, yeah, it's uh, context clues. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it, it's kind of like that environment, and uh, they're kind of cast aside. Probably, you know, they seem very working class, and and. Uh, um, they seem like people who have to go to work every day, but we don't really know. They don't really cover the outside economy too much. Um, I mean, we don't know where these people go to work. Right? Yeah, because at the at the beginning of the film, I I actually thought um, Wade was actually on his way to school. Right. Um, which I thought was weird because I saw somebody ordering a pizza, and uh, I was like, "Who the fuck orders pizza at eight a.m.?" <laughs> That's true, but uh, that's neither here nor there. I, I just, but yeah, it turns out he was going to to uh, his separate little place, uh, his little man cave or it's a little hideout, thing. whatever you want to call it, to to uh, then further log into the oasis and begin his day of of looking for the three keys to to the kingdom or or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, and. Uh, at the beginning of the film, when they show the stacks and they show all of this happening, um, there's, uh, I guess it's Wade, is uh, kind of narrating, and he says, uh, quote, after the corn syrup drought and bandwidth riots, um, after people tried to stop fixing problems and just started trying to outlive them, end quote. Uh, and that might be, you know paraphrase to an extent but I believe that's that's really close to what was said yeah and yeah. Uh, you know that's really interesting to me because uh, he says this in the context of explaining how we got here by right. 2045 and there are these things like uh, bandwidth and corn syrup and, and these commodities and these resources that have become increasingly important and increasingly scarce um, and so of course which I mean we're, we're kind of halfway there Already, well, there's places in the country running out of fucking water too. Yeah, that's true. Um, and and with the with the FCC recently uh, repealing net neutrality, right? Um, I don't know if that's gone into effect yet, uh, but but we're we're certainly scarily close to being halfway to to where this dystopian uh, setting is is taking place in in this movie. Yeah, I would call some of this uh, eerily prescient, you know. Um, but essentially, yeah, I mean that, that that's kind of the context in which that's said, and and so that's really kind of interesting about the way that uh, that these resources are much as they are now, you know, much uh, the way that they are now, just commodified and um, kind of, you know, the scarcity is is almost celebrated and uh, and for profit's sake until there is pushback there are riots you know there are demonstrations there are uh, inevitably eventually revolutions you know that that uh, put these things uh, or attempt to put these things back in the hands of uh, the people but uh, yeah his parents didn't make it through uh, whatever turmoil was uh, in that before that time um, so so he does live with his aunt and uh and I think uh, it just really paints the picture early on of um, kind of a, a, a dystopian, very capitalist, very um, um, kind of 
sad and disenfranchised and alienated uh, workforce and uh, community and part of society um, that has just been uh, fucked over and uh, and completely taken advantage of and, and to the to you know almost the furthest extent. I, I just want to say like it it's weird that um, as I'm looking it up on my phone uh, I, I thought it was was weird to begin with but but now I just want to real quick say that what a what a, a, a weird thing for uh, specifically corn syrup and and like this 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 uh, America went to shit because like uh, basically all our sweets got taken away from us uh, which is uh, don't get me wrong I, I unfortunately drink soda which is stupidly high in in, in corn syrup but uh, I just thought that was a, a, a really interesting. Out of all of the things for for to, to for America to, to run dry on is, uh, who uh, I guess whoever wrote it um, to use corn syrup. I, I just thought that was a super interesting. Yeah. Uh, right, and, and and that that kind of thing makes me want to read the book too. Right. Because yeah. I wonder if there's more explanation and more detail, um, in the book. Right. You know? So, um, we may have to. We may have to get a hold of that. That'd be cool. But, uh, but yeah, it, you know, it's like it's much like the way that that you know, I feel like uh, industry and capitalism will, you know, funnel a bunch of of shit into the economy and into these communities and societies, whether it's good for you or not. Um, if there's because there's a profit motive, and then. Um, you know, also kind of keep healthcare at a distance, you know, um, and 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 let you, and uh, kind of embellish and kind of um, kind of um, go wild and 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 soak up all of this and yeah. and uh, enjoy the the fruits of capitalism, right? And and get you fucking hooked, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and then kind of pull the rug out. Right, you know, of like, well, now you need these things, so you're gonna have to. What are you gonna do for them? You know, right. I need, I need to to exploit your labor if you're going to, and exploit you as a human being if you're going to uh, to continue your diet of corn syrup and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so it's just kind of like it's 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 a a a useful reminder that uh, you know capitalism does not. Do these things, and industry does they, they do these things for profit, not for the betterment of of a society, and and that goes back to that Engels quote of not a wealth of society, right? right? That's right. something he said in there is not a wealth of society, um, but more related to the individual natures, you know, and and um, and so that it, it's not a gift that we're being given, you know, it's no, uh, not at all getting everybody hopped up on shit and and then. Um, Saying, well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna take care of yourself and and, and you know you need health care, that's that's too bad. You're gonna have to yeah. work for me and ex- you know be exploited to get it or or to get more of the thing that you want or whatever. And so um, we have to assume that uh, that led to these these um, something in that you know 
led to these these droughts and uh, and uh, and bandwidth riots that are mentioned in the right. film. So, but it's uh, it's it's super interesting the way that uh, that that's kind of put in there. And I I mean I know. Um, Spielberg does not seem to be uh, he seems to be kind of a, a liberal guy sure. I guess uh, like a liberal democrat or something I know he uh, from what I understand he donated to uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign in 16 um, but uh, it's interesting because there are and I don't know if this is due to the source material of the book or um or, or how much of this was purposeful by Steven Spielberg, but there are some of those uh, almost, uh, or if it's just the way we're looking at it, but but it, uh, there are some of those almost capitalist critiques, you know, or critiques of capitalism and uh, and and these socioeconomic issues. So we don't really know how far um, Spielberg wanted to go into that, but a lot of he it got came pretty through. far. I like mean, whether yeah. it was intentional or unintentional, I mean, um, I mean, there's basically a fucking revolution in the film. Yeah, so. the, and there are revolutionary figures, and uh, I guess we can kind of segue to that. Sure. Which is, um, I I really saw James Halliday as kind of their revolutionary figure, almost yeah, like they're, a, they're Marx. Yeah, or or um, maybe or not as pure Lenin, or yeah, I mean whatever because um, or or Che or whatever sure, you know sure. like uh, what um, whatever kind of uh, revolutionary uh, thinker uh, and actor is put on that kind of pedestal, you know, uh, uh, for a generation um, for whatever reasons. I mean. Halliday was that for 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 Wade Watts and for right. a lot of these of these uh, young people involved in uh, in escaping to the oasis um, because of what reality had become. Um, and he was a guy who essentially uh, was a was almost like a like a on the other hand was like a Steve Jobs kind of. Character, you right, know, At one right. point, there was even a, a, a flash of a um, uh, of a newspaper article that the headline said something about like bigger than Jobs or so, right. something like that. I don't know, and uh, so kind of alluded to that as well, you know. So that that was probably purposeful, and um, you know, I think it's super interesting that uh, that a a Kind of a current and 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 more futuristic uh, revolutionary figure uh, um, is a, almost a Steve Jobs type, right? Or, or, yeah. Or, and don't get me wrong, I, I I certainly don't want to imply when I said that um, that that I thought Halliday was was uh, their their version of Marx or whatever. I I don't want to imply that Halliday was anywhere near as ideologically pure as 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 uh, Karl Marx, but he was just that kind of figure, you know. That yeah, right. Like, he, yeah, we don't want to like uh, lionize or, or uh, um, because ultimately, I, 
one person can't make a game that fucking huge, so he still yeah. had to be a capitalist and and probably exploited yeah uh, workers to to get that game. Very good point, right? And uh, that's a very good point, and that's not something I thought about or uh, or anything previous uh, to this, but that's true. I mean. Uh, he had to have had, uh, you know, the the movie made it kind of like he was just this uh, this great man, you know. Right. And uh, of course, relating back to great man theory and, and all of that kind of, you know, the idea that throughout history it's been these few great individuals, you know, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, uh, um, Winston Churchill, you know. Um, when in fact um, that, that almost have this cult of personality around them, right? Uh, when in fact uh, people say that about about a lot of people on the left as well, Lenin, Stalin, Marx, especially uh, when, Stalin. Stalin gets the worst of it, probably. When in fact there's a lot of evidence that uh, suggests that they did not want that. You know right. that they spoke out against that. They said, you know, don't try and 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 put me on this pedestal, but because it's a it's a uh, you know, uh, a wide kind of societal and community kind of uh, movement, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, that that that's a good point. That you know, James Halliday didn't act alone. He mm-hmm. he had to have a a legion of of, of uh, designers and uh, whatever else, you know people that they had to have helped him you know, right, produce yeah. this thing. That's a great point. Uh, so, um, but yeah, I, I think uh, the trouble I have with it is, I, I, I do find it interesting that he's a, a, a Jobs-like, Gates-like, you know, character because uh, of, of the, I guess, the update for the the context and the time and place now right. when, when when the biggest commodities are you know technology you know um, the only difference I would say between uh, the, this Halliday and then Gates and, and, and Jobs is, is Halliday didn't seem so much like a total dick right because uh, we all we all know the stories about especially Jobs uh, I don't I don't know if Bill Gates is 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 yeah. widely known because, but but he was he did some dodgy shit back in the in the day when when he was first getting big. Yeah, mostly what you hear about Gates now is like philanthropic efforts and and you know just charitable kind of things and, um, but I mean he's yeah still a capitalist, still exploited labor and, um, I think he's kind of a liberal, but um, that only gets you so far. But right. um, uh. Yeah, jobs uh, especially. I've, I've we've heard a lot of yeah um, questionable things about like kind of just uh, the uh, desire to do it his own way, and that is is even um, kind of um, celebrated in some films of, about him. You know, some mm-hmm. films and books and different things about Steve Jobs that that is celebrated as he he had this vision and he always believed in this one idea one way to do things when a lot of the times the people around him were like had to pay for that because they were you know like Bosniak and and different people you know who um, he's just I guess the most like well known example but I mean there were just a lot of people around 
this this figure that 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 had a lot to contribute that and did a lot of the the hands-on stuff and a lot of the work that uh were kind of sold short because steve jobs was this you know had this you know there was this idea about the the visionary of steve jobs but anyways you know back back to to james halliday um i think he had this yeah it seems like he had this idea to um kind of produce this like hidden treasure scenario um where there was uh, something that was was you know the greatest resource of its time, because of course now again kind of like we talked about about vibranium in the Black Panther episode as a as a technological resource. I mean you know it, it won't always be oil. You know it, it right. oil is is what comes to mind right now, uh, and certain like minerals and I guess things um, in different places to make like iPhones and and different things that contribute to technological. Uh, creations and advancements, but um, you know it won't always be necessarily those things because uh, as we progress, it may be things like a you know um, the commodity that is the oasis, you know, in this right. in Ready Player One, and uh, so I think that's super interesting that um, he basically took this commodity um, and hid it away. Um, for the uh, rightful heir to find, or, or or whatever you know, worthy heir, I guess, as the the plot suggested. Um, which, as we discussed a little bit uh, earlier, it it still kind of reinforces that it's uh, you know it, we're 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 on track and everything's fine uh, as far as our you know economic system and our the system that, the delivery of goods you know as far as capitalism goes um but we just need it in the hands of the right people it's not a bad system uh or the wrong system we don't need an alternative to that system we need an alternative to the people that um yeah capitalism which is is just a very reformist kind of liberal idea Um, most most liberals and then people on the right side of things always say that Capitalism isn't the problem. It's 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 crony capitalism or right. corporate capitalism, and which is inevitable, though. I mean, that's the yeah, point. because it's like people are is back to the to the Ingalls quote. You know, I'm sorry to interrupt. That back to the Ingalls quote is that it's uh, wealth and more wealth and wealth again, right? Right. I mean, it's absolutely. a kind of vicious cycle. Right. Go ahead, I'm yeah. Sorry. No. No. That that's totally fine. Um. I mean, yeah. You 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 give. You put this shit in, in, in people's hands, and, and they're going to look at it and be like, how can I get the most out of this? Yeah. Um, and and um, and that's the idea, is that we are producers. We we can produce things on, on, on such a level as human beings, um, but, you know, it's, it's Marx and Engels and them that want to produce for society. You know, the idea is to produce for the societal whole and the communal whole in the societal good as to where these these capitalists have, have kind of hijacked that whole thing and our ability to produce they hold it hostage for profit you know? right right absolutely well said thanks yeah um so you know it's it's really interesting this uh this holiday character 
but um, but I think there was a little bit of a kind of cult of personality around. Sure, him. yeah. And uh, and 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 I think that there were, of course, in the he's on the right side of things uh, as far as the, the 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 correct side of things and the more just side of things in the context in the situation. But it's worth also. Um, I think it's worth stepping back and saying he probably should have nationalized it, or, or, or you know what I'm saying, kind of like uh, just, 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 um, you know, this this resource was was the biggest economic resource, right? Right. The oasis. I mean, and if it was going to be the thing that that changed everybody's lives and and gave people, um, you know, better quality of life, I mean. I think from a from a leftist perspective, that's something that should be uh, available to everyone equally. And and I I guess I do like the fact that, um, and we're jumping ahead, spoiler. But um, after Wade Watts and 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 Artemis and and uh, the kind of little revolutionary faction that forms does uh you know succeed and, and achieve what they need to achieve with the, the, the three keys and, and win this game um there's a large prize of uh there's a large like you know monetary prize and then they have control of the oasis and they say right. that they're going to he kind of democratizes it a little bit mm-hmm. amongst the five of them and and he wants everybody to run it together. So I mean, right. I guess that's a step in the right direction. Yeah, it, it, um, it's a step in the right direction. But like you said, if if uh, it 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 was too close to um, it, it's it's it, it's much like capitalism in the way that if you leave it open, um, Sorrentos could have taken it over, and then it could have been used for. For everything that he wanted, which wasn't again, wasn't in the in the interest of the people, it, it would have further fucked shit up for everybody else, because like now now not only are there are there real live shit now there this this oasis game is is now gonna be like um, commodi- commodified and and just turn shitty, right. um, and and why leave it open to that possibility? Um, you need somebody to defend it and protect it, and that's the thing. It's like. You know, this could parallel, uh, and I know we're going further out than the film probably um, wanted or implied or whatever, but, you know, I think that it may parallel in some sense, like, kind of a um, theories along the lines of, of Leninism and, and, you know, vanguardism and stuff right, like that. Right, yeah, because, that's, you know, that's what like, I thought of. It's of like the... we you need somebody kind of to, to, to it's the idea that, you need to, if you're going to, to, to produce this much uh, um, um, kind of goods for equally, you need someone to, uh, a, a faction or, or group of some sort right. uh, in unity and solidarity to kind of protect that and defend against. Because there's always going to be, you know, reactionary and like bourgeoisie kind of like... Um, Reactionary and, and bourgeois um, retaliation, I guess. Right. You know, so I mean that that that's what that would be is like, you know, what about Ready Player Two, Ready Player One, Two? You know, yeah. what I'm saying like, uh, so it's like this the sequel is like it's got to be, you know, 
Is there supposed to be a sequel? No, nah, I don't know. I'm just oh, saying. Okay. I'm just saying, like, it's if there is, it's got to be like a that that pushback from the corporate interests that are so huge they control right. everything. So there's no way to assume that they don't push back right against this group of five kids who who have 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 this most important economic resource. You know, right. So so, so um, my my question is, I, I maybe maybe we are jumping pretty quickly ahead, but. Uh, I feel like the, the the oasis is is supposed to like represent us in the real world trying to figure out like and and the the uh, the, the, the the struggle for 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 what system like is is, is gonna work best. But I don't know a single word. To, sure, or, I mean, and that's the, the there's a sense of I think there's also like it, it represents a little bit of prosperity maybe in a sense like a an economic prosperity because of the reward and things like that, but. Maybe a, a dichotomy of of the real world kind of you know reality in what is uh, I believe Columbus, Ohio in twenty forty five I think is where this is specifically set in the United States versus this kind of utopian oasis and like the the you know delivery of the system of of how goods are delivered in each right of them. and like it's super interesting that. When they get that, when he gets that suit after he wins the, I guess first key, I think mm-hmm. it is. He gets the suit. Um, no, I, is it? I don't think he. Later? I don't think he he got the suit because he won the key. I think I think he purchased the suit. Yeah, but I thought I thought he got some sort of money and he was able to do he it. He might okay. Know, he might have gotten like the money that. when he got the key to then okay, purchase sure. the suit in real life. Okay. Um, regardless, he, he you know at, at one point he purchases this suit for. Inside the game, right? Um, Sorry to, about that. To, to, to wear in? No, I mean I'm not clear on it uh, yeah. exactly, but um, but he he did uh, acquire this suit, and it was almost like uh, it's for him to wear in reality, but uh, for the game, right? Um, but he purchased it, I believe, in the game, right? right. Uh, almost like a little marketplace in the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The way you'll see in a lot of I, I think like video games and right. different things. I mean, you can you can make this kind of um, there's a bartering system or a market or whatever in a lot of them, and and and, uh, and then it says like for pickup in the real world or wh- right. whatever. You know, I mean, that's kind of uh, that's uh, might be paraphrased, you know, but that's it's something like that, like right. pickup in the in, in the real world and uh, real world pickup or something like mm-hmm. that. So. You know, it, it's it's really interesting the way it blurs those lines too between like this utopian, what could we have, you know, system, yeah, versus what we're actually living in, um, which uh, I know is probably not exactly what you were articulating there, but it just it's yeah, kind of well, it kind I, of I don't it, know <laughs> I'm I'm very poorly articulating it. It, it no, it just it kind of just made me think of that too. It's so. it's it's a bigger idea than than what I can like just put into a few words. And there's a lot of those in this film though. That's it's really thought provoking. Um, yeah, there's a there's a ton of stuff there, but uh, but moving on, uh, just to get back to the plot. Um, yeah, we <laughs> we we uh, we got off a little bit. Well, that's you know that's kind of the purpose. I mean, it's sure. just it's just uh, there's a lot to go on here. But um, there's uh, anyways early on, uh, Wade Watts logs on um, uh, to the Oasis and um, and his avatar Parsival, which we'll talk about that a little bit here in just a second. Uh, 
uh, and a couple of their friends, they, they, they participate in this huge race uh, across Manhattan. And it's like this, it's really cool. I mean, it's a, this, this movie also is very visual. I mean, there's so much uh, to look at. And, and, and the, yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, and the way that, that you know, different characters from different franchises and things are brought mm. in. Super so many cameos. Super cool. I think Chucky yeah. was probably my favorite. Yeah, uh, my favorite was probably when they go through The Shining. Through the hotel, oh, the, the yeah. hotel and the shining. Oh um, god, that was so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. This this movie is 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 just. I really don't understand the the the, the low ratings or or scores it got. I mean, it's getting good reviews. You know, it's like, so like if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, it's getting seventy percent something. That's true. But, but if you go, I mean, if you read the individual reviews, because I mean they kind of combine everything and average it out. But if you read the individual reviews, I mean. Um, there's, for example, um, you know, Peter Travers from, from, from Rolling Stone, uh, called it, uh, an iconic filmmaker's take on a virtual reality, uh, geek lit touchstone that will dazzle you into submission or die trying. Wow. He gave it three (laughs) out of four stars. Um, and, uh. And he said that uh, that Spielberg was uh, in control, and why not? He's the maestro at this kind of stuff. And I'm and again, I'm, I'm quoting uh, Peter Travers uh, from Rolling Stone. His review. It's titled "Ready Player One Review." Spielberg's overwhelming blockbuster hearts the '80s. Um, well, uh, God, it it really did have so much '80s in it. It really did, yeah. Um, so I mean, it, you know, if you go to 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 read those specific reviews like that i mean um you know it's it's good some love that's yeah but, uh, that's fair but yeah i mean it, it uh yeah uh, they're called gunters um these kind of hunters for this this right. easter egg and and everything uh so in this race um parsifal meets artemis um who is kind of a she is a a a little bit of like a revolutionary figure as well, kind of like a budding revolutionary, right. in, in, in my opinion, um, and uh, saves her from being uh, what they call zeroed by, uh, which is kind of like a you have to start over and you lose and a lot of zeroed your, out. Yeah, something like that. I mean, yeah. you know, it's like um, it basically puts you at square one. Right. Um, by King Kong, who makes a cameo. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, yeah, it, it kind of like uh, makes you start over. Your, your your progression as a character is, is just wiped. Um, but they meet and they uh, they kind of uh, form a bond and become mm-hmm. a little bit of a revolutionary faction that uh, that 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 shakes a bunch of stuff up. Right with with. Uh Parzival already having friends in and uh, H and, and Daito and and Show. Right, right. And uh, Artemis is kind of welcomed into that, and they um, they form a vanguard party. They, they uh, well, it's a little. It's like a at this point, they're just uh, I guess like the the kind yeah, of, yeah. The, well, yeah, like they, a, they don't a know revolutionary what, party, like a revolutionary little group or or, or a faction, you know? right? Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, and they, and they kind of, uh, figure out through going back through 
Halliday's archives, which are these, um, you know, just these, these big libraries of like, almost like it's a public resource or something of of Halliday's memories and, and everything that he stored. And, and, and uh, Parcel figures out that uh, a way to uh, to go kind of backwards, I guess, in the race. And uh, yeah, unlock, that was fucking cool. Kind of trick or whatever, and and be the first one to win the first key. The rest of the group follows suit now that um, kind of he kind of gives them the the tip of uh, how to do that, and uh, and then that sends them on uh, on uh, on their way to um, getting the second key, which is what involves the shining scene. They go through the hotel and. Um, Outside, you know, uh, into the, the 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 freezing cold and the the snow and ice and everything, just like in the the, the movie The Shining. And uh, so it was a super cool. I mean, just a great scene. And yep. there's a scene where they go into the ballroom of the of that hotel and in, uh, in The Shining and and uh, overlook, I guess. Um, and. Uh, there are just these green kind of like ghouls, zombies, ghost things just dancing everywhere, and super interesting, super cool, very visual. But um, essentially, this leads them. They find their way through this obstacle um, to uh, to being able to to eventually uh, um, get the second key. Right. So um, they've been successful up until this point. IOI, the corporation is is kind of tracking their um, their moves and wants to obviously halt their um, their progress and 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 um, get for themselves. Nolan Sorrento, the CEO, I guess, of this corporation, um, is the one in charge of it all and, and, mm-hmm. and wants to uh, to get this commodity and resource for himself. Um, and uh, so I guess now is as good a time as any to talk about the um, the kind of military, militaristic uh, police force kind of aspects of, of the film because uh, Nolan Sorrento and the corporation IOI, they have their own um, police force, military force, operative group, private, whatever you Private want. security. What, yeah, yeah, but... but you know, there's this big something that really got me was there was this big at one point in the film on the side of a building there was this big like uh, almost billboard but it was on the side of a of a of a building and it and it said like enlist today right and it had like the IOI and and they're called the Sixers mm-hmm. um so it's like there's that kind of military Uncle Sam propaganda mm-hmm. but even for this this group. You know, and it's like, it's very strange. I mean, I'd love to to have known if if the, you know, we do see the police, the Columbus, Ohio police show up at the end, which is weird, um, because where the fuck were they the whole time? Yeah, they finally but, got off their asses and yeah, did something. So I don't know if they were just so underfunded or incompetent or what, but, um, but yeah, they were they randomly showed up at the end, but. Um, but yeah, for most of the movie, you see these Sixers acting as the police force, and uh, at one point they arrest Artemis. Um, uh, that's her avatar's name. Her name is Samantha, 
uh, in reality, and and uh, and they arrest her, um, and they read her like a what sounds like a terms and conditions. Right. You yeah, know, that was like, super interesting. It's like uh, you know they 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 read her uh, um, instead of the Miranda rights, or you know they read her a. Uh, um, what is more like a terms and conditions about her, um, you know, uh, her 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 debt and and some different things. Uh, oh right, yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, she she has to um, work off um, her debt while being imprisoned. In, in and yeah, it's like uh, anybody could fall for it. You know, it's like. Uh, the virtual reality, if society is in such disrepair and reality is in such uh, shambles, you know, um, we could all get locked into this, this, you know, utopian thing and really let everything in, in reality, you know, in the material world kind of uh, go to shit or, or just be taken over by whoever whoever wants to do that um so that's kind of a maybe that's a kind of a, a devil's advocate like anti-oasis kind of idea of um but you know at, at the same time i mean at the end of the film again when they jump it ahead when they the high five or whatever um they they when they they uh, acquire the oasis um they was it Tuesdays and Thursdays? Yeah. They shut it down yep. for, like, reality or whatever, so they didn't want people living in it all the time, which right. was interesting. Um, so, um, but yeah, just picking up, you know, with the, uh, with the Sixers, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, a kind of a police force, militaristic thing that is used as a tool um, of this corporation that basically seems to control everything. Right. Um, I mean, like, even when when uh, Artemis is or Samantha is is imprisoned, um, she goes to like try to take the mask off to to, to quit Cayman, and and it, it it won't let her. Right. Like, it, and, it's it's stuck on her head. Right. And it, and uh, and and uh, go into that as well. Just uh, some background. I mean, there's these big like. Pods or something yep, yeah. uh, that 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 are supposed to be kind of like jail cells, I guess, for mm -hmm. the, the prisoners that this corporation takes. Um, I mean, it 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 puts those, you know, prisoners, uh, I guess, to work still for the corporate interest, still for the you know, the the interest of Nolan Sorrento mm -hmm. and acquiring this thing. And so, I mean, it's just there's a whole lot of shit there, and and it's uh, super scary, but. Uh, power that this corporation yields um, to be able to take prisoners and lock right. them up and and um, and I can just see like right-wing narrative allowing that in, in 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 today's society and that's just so fucked up because like in in so many instances like these people like have these dreams and and like take a take a chance on themselves and and it, it just not everybody gets lucky like 
Right. And that's kind of, maybe there's a parallel too. That's kind of what, you know, the American dream rhetoric pushes. And maybe there's a parallel. Uh, this is again kind of playing devil's advocate against the utopian kind of idea of the, the Oasis, but kind of the Oasis has this same kind of idea of if you just, you know, take big enough chances and become good enough at this thing, right, right. at this game, then you can live the dream, you know, so that's maybe a parallel to the American dream there in a sense. Um, but anyways, uh, just moving on to, uh, just wanted to say just a quick few things about like the environmental aspects of this film. Sure. I mean, there's the stacks, of course, is littered with trash, and it's just it's it's awful to see because these people have been kind of cast aside by society, and they're they're the, the workers and the people that are you know um, that that are most integral to a society, and there's just piles of trash. I don't know, you know. Who knows what the form of, of you know public utilities and services are uh, at that point for those <laughs> yeah. people. So I mean, and then also at one point, um, uh, Wade Watts is kind of uh, taken captive, and you realize that uh, he wakes up in what is like this little revolutionary compound almost uh, where Artemis and a couple other folks are. And they they go uh, kind of I guess up to the roof and, and are, are looking out over the city and you just see like heavy like smog and and shit mm-hmm. in the air and it just it looks just kind of scary and dystopian as fuck and uh, right and this was after I I, I do believe um, that that Nolan quite literally um, in in America. Standard American form uh, sent drones to 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 uh, Wade's house and and bombed the shit out of them. Yeah, yeah, and we yeah definitely have to touch on that. Um, there is a, a point uh, at which Nolan and Wade kind of square off, and um, and Nolan decides that he's going to um, try and bribe mm-hmm. Wade or whatever. And uh, to work for him and to you know buy him off and and, and Wade declines and um, it seems almost a, is it maybe in retaliation is it mm-hmm. after that that yeah because he declined that his because uh, Nolan offers him like twenty five million dollars and then like I, I want to say like four hundred thousand dollars a year or I don't know. something it's, like that it's something like that but he turns it down for the sake of the cause and and. Uh, and and the the stacks in the area where his aunt lives uh, is is bombed by uh, IOI, and uh, which it's it, it's it's super interesting that they they used like um there there there's like two different kinds of drones there there's like the the drones that that uh like the child drones that that you use like a, a remote control for and it's it's for kids and and whatnot and then there's like obviously the 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 military drones that that get sent um to yeah work. in the film there's like surveillance drones mm-hmm. although i don't know if those are different than the than the ones that they you know uh, yeah I, I don't know about that but it it was it was drones all around and and uh under the Obama administration, and 
the 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 use of drones like kicked up like like significantly. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. More more people were killed with with drone strikes than ever before, and you can say that that's has something to do with the fact that technology and innovation and, and advancement had come to that point to where drones were being used in warfare more often um, to kind of contextualize, and that may be true to some uh, to some extent, but it doesn't uh, doesn't doesn't um, give back those the, the lives of those civilians that right. were killed in, in the process. But um, so there's a, a maybe an allusion to uh, kind of hawkish neoliberal uh, foreign policy mm-hmm. there we could extract. But um, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's very uh, very scary this whole thing, and they. Uh, they they uh, they carry out that attack, but they also they they're they're you know they're like you know there's a lot of surveillance going on and a lot of invasions of privacy and different things and uh, that's kind of dystopian and uh, kind of uh, worrisome. Yep. And uh, another thing that I thought was interesting is that Nolan Sorrento makes the comment at one point that uh, if he can acquire. Um, I guess it's if he can acquire the Oasis, he can roll back Halliday's ad restrictions. Yep, yep. And it's talking about, like, rolling back regulations, you know. Um, and this is clearly, um, though regulations are kind of a reformist uh, solution, uh, it is clearly... Um, a society and, and you know this this representation of Columbus, Ohio, um, at this point in, in 2045 is clearly a very deregulated kind of hands-off, very you know open capitalism, corporate IOI runs shit mm-hmm. kind of situation. So there's a little bit of an illusion there too. To rolling back regulation and, and stuff like that, which may have been purposeful because, you know, especially from a liberal perspective, um, a pro-reform regulation perspective. Right. Um, they may have they may have meant for that to come across, but um, I thought that was interesting. Definitely. Um, I think it's worth noting that that this Nolan Sorrento character, just a little bit about him, he's like this the CEO of this corporation, and he might as well be the fucking president. He runs everything, yeah. um, it seems. But um, he, in talking to, uh, when we mentioned uh, he and Wade's conversation, in that he, he kind of talks about the culture in a way that, you know, he's got somebody in his ear telling right. him... Uh, telling him what to say but he's he's essentially trying to connect with Wade and trying to say I get your culture I understand where you're coming from I don't want to be this asshole corporate guy either and it's total bullshit it's oh, just yeah. manipulation but but it, 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 it in a sense it's like the way that that kind of um, elite and capitalists kind of placate the working class in a sense and uh, I thought that was um it was infuriating in a sense. Yeah, but, uh, good point. He doesn't get the culture. He doesn't understand it. Um, he just wants the money, and even down to saying that it was a corporate decision to um, to uh, kill his aunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it fucking matters. Yeah. So um, I guess that uh, 
we might have gotten the timeline a little out of whack there but uh mm. but essentially that uh that's another thing that's very uh i feel it's very necessary to mention in that uh in that uh discussion between wade and and sorrento yeah uh, moving ahead a little bit um their ioi puts this to pr- protect against uh the the high five group uh, getting the third key and, and controlling this resource, they put a, like a force field around the uh, the third uh, the castle thing, right? Right. Yeah. The, the third challenge or or whatever, um, and uh, and Sorrento enlists the help of a guy named Irock, who's a shady character who um, who helps them them do some of these things and played by a shady dude yeah yeah the 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 choice of tj miller after certain accusations is a little a little strange but i did hear that that uh spielberg's working on this for a long time and i don't know maybe that was before um but yeah probably not a good 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 decision right but um so um yeah good point glad you mentioned (laughs) that um but you know, essentially, they put this uh, this force field around it, and and it's interesting to me because it's kind of the way that what it means to me is 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 the way that the um, some of the one percenters and capitalist elite put like a you know a barrier around uh, wealth, right? Kind yeah, of wall up against wealth, and um, and and you know, they don't really want opportunity for all, you know, right. So they preach that shit all the time, and but that's not, uh, you know, right? Because they they build these 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 walls around their houses, or or they they live in a gated community that that is so far out of the reach of of <clears throat> the working class or slash proletariat to to like march up to their to their front door or right. whatever to be able to approach them and be like you're fucking us over we know it and right and they also just put barriers like um uh the needed uh certain degree or specialty or something right before you can be a part of the corporation before you can get the job or whatever um that is also on the other hand made more difficult to acquire because of private interest so mm-hmm. um there's again that's a resource of education is commodified it's a resource that is increasingly uh, necessary for these jobs and for you know entry into these um, capitalist areas and corporations but it's also increasingly difficult to to acquire um, so that was something that was uh, that was uh, really interesting to me but uh, you know, essentially, they uh, they're able to um, to outsmart Sorrento, mm-hmm. and um, and able to uh, get the third key, and uh, successfully acquire the uh, control of the Oasis. Right, and I thought it was interesting that. Um the, the uh, what we all thought was was gonna be like the end of it was was um, uh, uh, Wade was supposed to, or Parzival was was supposed to sign this this thing uh, immediately after like unlocking the the key or whatever um, 
and and he like figured out like oh wait wait no i'm not supposed to sign this um because this was uh what you felt like talking to um 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 Halliday's character, I forgot what his, his character's name in, in the in the Oasis was, but talking to Halliday's character of, about like uh, something to do with like uh, signing away um, his partner's like interest or, or, or whatever in the right. And he, and then I think isn't that the point where Halliday uh, says that this was never meant to be a one player game or right. something like that? Yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. twist. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then he he ultimately got control of it, and then divided it up between um, the the his four other friends and right to run things together. Um, but you know, uh, oh, going back, I, I do want to uh, to mention that he himself, Wade Watts, uh, or Parsifal, uh, became somewhat of a revolutionary figure in his speech. You know that he yeah. gave out to, to to everyone and kind of inspired a lot of people and uh, um, so that's cool. He uh, he he also mentioned uh, that uh, they think we're too distracted to notice type yep. thing um, before kind of outsmarting Sorrento and 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 uh, getting past that like force field um, and and acquiring the the oasis. But uh, yeah, I mean it's it's super interesting the way that it was. Um, the way that it was uh, put together, and I, you know, as far as the film, I, I really loved it. I mean, it's very visual. Yep. Um, it's kind of an old school film, like an eighty, a lot of allusions to eighties stuff. I mean, pop culture and filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but that was purposeful. You could tell. I, I think that like Spielberg's probably having fun with it. Yeah. Uh, just the use of light, which is classic Spielberg, right? Um, mm-hmm. The use of light streaming through in different in different ways and different uh, scenes and and uh, I, I just thought it was uh, a really I mean it was classic Spielberg the whole way through and and it was really uh, fun in that aspect yeah um, but uh, also you know um, not the overall not the revolutionary story I had hoped um, because uh, but it was very well done still and enjoyable but. Uh, they seemed almost like a revolutionary faction in a mm-hmm. sense, but uh, the words were from from Halliday was that uh, you'll become the sole proprietor. Right. Um, so, I mean, you're still running a business, like, mm-hmm. essentially, you know. I mean, so, uh, and I thought it was interesting that it, it struck me as, like, the Oasis is still a product. Right. You know, in a capitalist society, in the way that, like, Facebook, Google, Apple, Amazon, all still exploiting workers and though maybe liberal in a sense um it's uh it's still like almost a product and a resource in that sense that is not evenly and equally distributed so yeah well, hopefully least, they hopefully they go that route though right it, it, i was gonna say it, it at its least it could be uh, better regulated capitalism uh, at, it, at its most and it might be reaching a little bit to, to maybe assume like they could they would achieve a democratic socialism with it yeah so um you know still reinforced that the fate of the country is in uh, is in the economic resource and and in a product uh or company or whatever i guess you would call the oasis it has to be a company if it's if he's the sole proprietor right? right um so it's just kind of like 
good or bad capitalist. Mm. Pick one rather than an alternative to that system as a whole. Uh, the police show up, like we mentioned, awkwardly at the end. They're still the good guys, which is a little strange. They were just not there for all the other shit. Yeah, that like, the where were they? Yeah, the it, sta- it, right? absolutely. That's what I was just fixing to say. Uh, the bombing of the stacks, you know, holy if shit. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but, you know, we've also allowed this corporation, 2045, we've allowed this corporation to be, you know, king. So, um, but, you know, uh, super, super interesting film. One of the more interesting things um, that I I didn't realize that uh, that you realized was uh, the origin of, of his avatar's name, Parsifal. Right. You want to touch on that some? Sure. Um, let's see here. I didn't know where they got the name at all, and you kind of... Uh, yeah, I was just super curious on... on uh, I thought that was a... Um, obscure name to me and I was I, I was just curious about where it come from and, and turns out uh, Parzival is actually a medieval uh, German romance written by the poet Wolfram von Eschenbach I hope I got that right uh, in, in Middle High German uh, the poem commonly dated to the first quarter of the 13th century center, centers on the Arthurian hero Parzival uh, which is Percival in English and his long quest for the Holy Grail following his initial failure to achieve it, um, which which relates very closely to uh, uh, Parzival in, in, in Ready Player One because he he's uh, I'm I'm sure has has uh, gone after these these keys before and, and yeah the and Easter has, egg is the Holy Grail right yeah. um, and has has failed at it obviously he failed the uh, the the very first time that they ran the race right he. Uh, he had to jump out of it, or, or saved Artemis from from making the jump and, and zeroing out, or right. Um, so, and the, the the quest really does uh, pick up and, and start g- gaining traction uh, after he discovers um, the, the 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 back way to, to to run that that track. So I I thought that was super neat. Yeah, kind of a neat little thing in there, and uh, an Easter wanted... egg in itself. Yeah. Yeah, so we just wanted to make sure we mentioned that as well. Um, but yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely, um, man. I think it was like a, like a probably an eight or eight and a half out of ten. I mean, I really thought Same. it was cool. Um, I mean, it's it 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 sparked our longest episode yet. Yeah, definitely. So there's just so um, much. I'm please. sure we could we could spend another little while on on unpacking some stuff. There's yeah, just, there's, there's just so much there. There are a lot of layers. Um, you know, if if y'all have thoughts uh, about it out there, please hit us up on Twitter at uh, Film Leftist, and uh, or shoot us an email at uh, leftistfilmpodcast at gmail dot com. And uh, yeah, overall, really enjoyed the film. A lot to go over. Um, so, yep. anything else we didn't cover? No, no. I think I think that's pretty much it. I I, I certainly enjoyed this conversation. Agreed. It's been one of my favorites. Agreed. Uh, next week, please tune in. Uh, we will be uh, reviewing Chappaquiddick, which is kind of a political film in nature. There's a lot going on there. Um, Going to try to ex- explore some of the uh, the perils of dynastic politics. And, All right. Uh, but, yeah, we appreciate you uh, for tuning in. And please uh, leave us a review and rating on iTunes if you find us on there. And, uh, again, we're signing off in solidarity. Ah!
Thanks.